0: Hello, and welcome to the Soul Sister Movement Podcast, the show that helps you live your best midlife by helping you navigate this phase of life with joy, confidence, and fulfillment. Join us on an incredible journey of self-discovery and empowering stories with seasoned experts and inspiring women that will leave you feeling empowered, motivated, and ready to conquer the world. You deserve to live a fulfilled and joyful life. Let the Soul Sister Podcast be your guide on this amazing journey. Tune in today and let the Soul Sister Podcast inspire you to live your best midlife. Hello and welcome to the Soul Sister Podcast. My name is Noni Banks and I am your host. And today my guest is Roberta Masato. Roberta is an Empowerment and Alignment Master Coach and NLP Practitioner. Welcome to the show, Roberta. Thank you,
1: Noni, for having me. Such a pleasure. Thank you.
0: I am so looking forward to hearing your story. But first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so I'm an Italian, I've been living in London for the past uh, 18 years and I started as a linguist, an interpreter, conference interpreter, subtitler and voiceover artist. And then 2018 was the watershed year for me, following a big crisis. And let's say that in working terms, after that that year, I became a writer, and I also qualified first as a life coach and a practitioner of neurolinguistic programming, and last year as a master coach. Nice.
0: So let's dig into this personal surrender journey that you went on. Tell us a little bit about that, and then what you learned about yourself and life in the world.
1: Yeah, so 2018, as I mentioned, was the year of my worst crisis so far. Uh, Basically, I had been stuck for two years and nothing seemed to be working on every front. Like, you name it, I had been single for eight years. I had helped my best friend uh, through, well, I tried to help my best friend uh, recover from his addiction. Um, I had started a fertility journey on my own, which was unsuccessful. Friends-wise, I didn't feel particularly understood. And in terms of career, I liked my jobs, but I felt called to do something else. I wasn't just able to understand what. And so I had been feeling really stuck for two years. And wherever I was looking, I would only see the things that I didn't have. I didn't have the husband. I didn't have the children. Lovely. I didn't have clarity. And so that's when I decided, because back then I had already started my spiritual journey that I call walking hippie land. <laughs> Every step was making me get more and more hippie in the way I see it. Um, And everywhere, you know, they, they tell you, oh, you need to let it go. The problem is your attachments. You've got too many expectations. And so I thought, okay, but how can you let it go? And how can you not have expectations? So I decided to take my backpack and go traveling for three months alone in Asia. I went one month in Sri Lanka, one month in India, and one month in Nepal. And I decided to make my own personal surrender experiment. I thought, if all my pain comes from unmet expectations, I want to see how life is when you just embrace it as it comes. Mm. having no plans, expecting nothing, and therefore whatever oops. Uh, and therefore whatever uh, happens is in the best possible way. Mm. And it was three months that really changed my life and the way I I perceive life in general. And, and yeah, I came back that I was a completely different person. Wow.
0: So what was, so did you have this planned out or was this like
1: spur of the moment? It was, what, what do you mean? Sorry. So
0: was this pre-planned or was just this spontaneous?
1: No, nothing. So basically I only, um, can you hear me? Can you see me? Okay. I cannot see you. Yeah, um, sorry. One second. It tells me to close all the other uh, tabs that I have. Okay. These are the problems of being here live. My camera. Hmm. Yeah, my camera is not uh, is not. Let me let me t- remove the USB camera. I'm sorry oh. about this. That's
0: okay. We can always edit it out. Let me ask you the question again. So we have yes. a clean. Um, so was your cell? Oh, hold on. Let me ask you. Again. So was this journey spontaneous or was it pre-planned?
1: It was spontaneous in the sense that when I decided, I, I only booked the flights. So I booked London to Colombo on the 12th of February. Then I knew that one month later, I had another flight from uh, Colombo to Chennai in India. And then one month later, I had a a flight booked from Goa to Kathmandu in Nepal. And then one month later, the returning flight from Kathmandu to London. Whatever was going to happen in between, I had no idea. To the point that I hadn't even opened the guide about Sri Lanka. I opened it on on the plane. And I only had booked the first night because I was supposed to land at 4 a.m. And I say supposed to land because the journey started from the beginning with the universe being on my side. Because in fact, when I made this conscious decision of not planning anything, my mantra became universe, I trust you, which is also the title of the book that I wrote about this experience and that you can see here, universe, I trust you. So it's the travel journal that I kept when I was traveling with extracts of my emotional wreckage as I call it all the situations that were happening before and that led me to decide to go away. So it was pretty spontaneous let's say because I was really deciding not even on a day to day basis sometimes also on an hour to hour basis what do I want to eat do I like this person do I want to spend some time with them do I want to stay in this city or shall I move to the next one like I had really no plans. So was that how you always looked
0: at life and approach life or was this totally well, new?
1: No, in fact, I I called myself miss, uh, miss Tetris before because my life was so organized, to the you know, like the game of Tetris, like yeah. everything, especially living in a city like London. And I've always had many interests. I've always been the busy woman, you know, doing so many things. So my days were packed, super organized. And. Because things were not working, I thought, you need a new approach. And I really wanted to to try and see what happens when, when you just take life as it comes. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? And I just wanted to see.
0: Wow. I mean, as a person who is a recovering control addict <laughs> myself, that is so <laughs> energizing yet terrifying for me. Yeah. Yeah. Here. So how did you prepare mentally? Like, how? talk us through how you prepared yourself. I know you said, okay, look, I'm going to let the universe decide. I'm not going to pre-plan anything. But how did you practically prepare to get on that plane and not talk yourself out
1: of it? <laughs> it was actually very simple. I said, I'm not going to plan anything. And so I just made the conscious decision. I said, from now onwards, just don't plan. Just trust the universe and, and let's see if it's true that the universe universe can be God. You know, I use the two terms uh, um, at the same time. If it's true that God, the universe loves me, in that case, he's going to show it. And if situations happen that do not really seem particularly in my favor, I'm going to trust that there is a higher wisdom and I'm going to understand later on why they, they had to happen in that way. So, really, it was more like this is, this is what I'm going to be, this is what I'm going to embody for the next three months, just not planning anything. In fact, then when I was there, there is a thing that I planned when I was in Sri Lanka in the first month. I heard talking about a Vipassana meditation retreat. And it's something that I had already heard of in my previous um, trips, and I had never meditated before. And I thought that that could be a good experience to do when you are in the zone, when you are traveling, when you are so removed from your everyday reality. And so I planned it for the end of my trip in Kathmandu. So that's the only thing that I actually planned. But that's when I was already in Sri Lanka.
0: So when you woke up, OK, so you wake up in your in your first destination. I'm trying to wrap my mind around Yeah. The- <laughs> because i want i in again not everyone can drop everything and go but that mindset is something that you know i want to dig deeper into but so you're at your first destination you wake up so do you just like intuitively just feel like where how does that work
1: well, so for example, at the beginning, I thought when I left, I was really tired, not so much physically, but mentally, because I had mm-hmm. been dealing with so many things. And in fact, now I know that when you are so tired mentally, it's for the inner fights that you have in your mind, you know, all knowing that you should do something and then you don't do it, that what you're living is not aligned with your soul's purpose. So now I know back then I was just feeling so tired. And so I thought that I wanted to start the trip by relaxing at the beach. So that's why I said, okay, first destination, Colombo has a beach nearby. I'm going to stay at the beach. And the first day I woke up, I went to the beach. And I also thought, okay, you know, my problem when I travel are insects. And so I sprayed all my clothes. I had prepared a lotion. So I did this whole thing, the preparation. And then, for example, that same evening at my hostel, there was a couple and they were telling me, so they were at the end of their trip. And I was just asking them, so what would you suggest? What would you recommend? What's nice to see? And so they gave me their, um, you know, their favorite places. And I thought, yeah, okay, I might go there. And then it was okay. like that, you know, conversations of conversations, every place where you go. And then, for example, there they were people that you meet and they make you change your plan because you say, oh, I would love to spend some time with this guy. Uh, or I really liked some places where I arrived. And, you know, maybe initially I was like, yeah, let's see how I feel. And and then I ended up staying a few days. So it was really checking in with myself day Mm -hmm. after day on what I wanted to do. And this was really good for me because when I left, I had been in a people pleasing pattern for, for years. Mm. And when for three months you put yourself first and the questions you put yourself is what I want to do today and how am I going to give it to myself? That healed my people pleasing pattern so much. Like Mm. I, yeah and also helped me develop a lot of self love like I am the most important thing because i'm gonna be with myself all life long, so this is the best journey that I have to take the one with myself inside myself and so yeah, honestly, that trip was amazing on so many levels
0: it sounds that in my son, my oldest son, did something similar. he went on a vacation to work and volunteer and he stayed for like four months and we were so scared. But then a lot of us were like, wow, we would love to do something like that. Hmm. So how did it it feel like, so you got there and I can imagine there was some heaviness that you were carrying. How long did it take to kind of, for all of those chains and thoughts and Burdens to kind of fall off.
1: But you know, it's amazing. Like I left on the 12th and on the 14th, which is Valentine's Day, which for me has always been a big thing because, you know, I had been single for eight years and every year it was always a reminder of what I didn't have, of the relationship that I didn't have. And by the 14th of February, I didn't even remember that it was Valentine's Day. So I was so completely in a different zone already. And... Mm -hmm. I remember an entry in my journal. I don't know, it was just a few days. And I'm like, oh my God, London seems million years away from where I am now. Like, there's just me. All the people are new. They don't know who I am. And I can really be, there's no need to drag the rest. And and I don't know, you know, it's like, it's really, you fill your mind with so many new thoughts and (sighs) you're discovering everything is new. You're connecting with new people, discovering new places. Sri Lanka in particular is so abundant with animals, and I love animals. (laughs) And so it was just, yeah, it was really pouring in some beautiful thoughts into this, I don't know, into this mind that had been filled with so much grayness and problems and sadness. So it came quite, quite quickly and naturally. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, you
0: mentioned trust the universe. Mm. How can people put this into practice, just everyday actions that they can take to just trust the universe and trust the journey or the process that comes with that?
1: Mm. So in my case, it was really making a conscious decision. I'm going to trust the universe and like don't oppose any resistance because that's the problem. We oppose so much resistance to, to what the universe would give us. And now, you know, one of when I came back, I came back with the unshakable belief that the universe loves us and it's always providing. The problem is that we are stopping the receiving. We are stopping the abundance. So as a practical step, I would tell, you know, one, start trusting. But if someone is more cognitive, I would invite them to see how many situations in the past may have looked as something negative and then something positive came out of it? Because if we start looking with these filters, we will see that, oh my God, yeah, so many things happened and they turned out to be okay. If that thing hadn't happened, if I hadn't lost that job, I wouldn't have got this better one because I was so comfortable in that one. You know, so sometimes it's really what looks negative holds a bigger, a bigger treasure. And in my case, really, the worst crisis of my life has opened up. New careers, so many new connections, a whole way of looking at life. So <laughs> welcome crisis. You know, I would also say mm-hmm. trust, again, that whatever is happening is for your evolution, for your growth. Uh-huh.
0: So when you came back, what was that like <laughs> when you... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny because when I was going to Colombo, I remember thinking, how how do I feel inside? And I had this image of a cluttered garage full of, full with dusty boxes, you know, all, you know, one of those that you pull up the, like, the, how do you call it? Your, anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then there are all these boxes with spider webs and they're brown and gray. And when I came back and I was on the flight back to London and I thought, how do I feel? And I saw this field with just some trees to the side, like bathed in sunlight. And there was so much space. And those issues that I had left really seemed so, so small. Because I came back knowing, like I had discovered so many resources that I had no idea I had. Because when you go out of your comfort zone you have to bring out new aspects of you than your everyday life you don't normally use so that's why you know it's really important to to stretch yourself out of your comfort zone because you're going to discover what what you are really made of and that's not what you generally use
0: and that's so good when you talk about tapping into resources and for some of us we've been on Autopilot in this road, this routine, and you forget Mm -hmm. how resourceful you can be. Yeah. So for the women who are listening to you, who are, let's say, they're, you know, over 40. They're thinking about, hey, I want to make a change, but I'm scared. My garage is cluttered, filled Mm. with cobwebs. I need to clear it out, but I want to hold on to things because I'm fearful. What advice or inspiration can you give them to Mm. help them overcome fear and reprogram some of those subconscious patterns that have held them Mm. back?
1: Well, first of all, one of the most shocking statistics that I've learned in my studies is that 98% of fears never become true. And mm. we make so many choices based on fears. So now my new mantra is make choices based on love, not on fear. Because, like. you know, follow follow your soul, really follow your bliss. And that creates an energy that is gonna, by, by, just by its own vibration, attract something positive in your life. So that's one thing. Two, I always tell my clients to, to remove some heaviness from decisions because the only decisions you cannot go back from is committing suicide. All the other decisions, you can always, okay, it didn't work out, next. Like taking decisions is like really training a muscle. The more you take them, the quicker, the, the swifter you become. So, you know, you, you're you not going to know how things turn until you take action. and. Really, fears is in our mind. It's the ego that is afraid to to die because whenever you are moving forward, you are moving towards your higher self, like the best version of you. And of course, the ego doesn't want that. And the mind is always going to stop us and come up with so many ideas. So I would say when you have a thought, it would be so important to act as as quickly as possible because that's the purest form. First, we have conception. Then we have the perception, like is it doable? Is it good for me? And and this um, perception is also diluted with deception, because mm. then we, you know we 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 take it away and until it becomes a diluted form of what the original thought was. So I would say this, and also be compassionate with themselves, mm. because you know we are so, especially women, I think we are so good at you know um, yeah. really talking badly about ourselves feeling that we are never doing enough. So be compassionate because, you know, your own journey took you where you are. And if you are aware that something needs to change, that's already a great step. Mm. Awareness precedes change. So once you have the awareness, you just need to find the courage. And courage is not something that you have, it's something that you create by by going against the fear. You know, when people say, oh yeah, but you are brave. No, the, the brave, you know, being brave is doing something against your fear. So it's not something that people, oh yeah, they have it, I don't have it. No, they simply, they were afraid and they did the thing anyway. And also in general, I would say, ask for help because there is so much help out there and nobody who did great things ever did it on their own. So whether it's a coach, a psychologist, the support of a friend, but you, you don't have to do it on your own. And also do it on your own takes so much longer and you're still operating from your perception that caused you to be in that problem in the first place. So you need someone to show you what else is possible to show, to see things through new eyes. That's true. I have a question. When you're talking
0: about courage is an action and believe me, I'm a risk taker, so I could just jump off a cliff and fear, you know, okay, I'm going to figure it out all the way down. But for women who who like courage, maybe they need to build that courage muscle. Are there little things that they could do first before they make a big leap? Like, what would you advise on that?
1: Yeah. So I like to make my clients start from small things. So for example, there are so many people who are afraid of rejection and I tell them, okay, ask your friends, go to your friends and ask them to tell you no. So just get used you know ask them for something but first tell them to tell you no so get used to hear rejection you're gonna discover that oh my god i'm not gonna die even if i receive the no so just that you know it's small things but you stack them and they can become you know then you're ready to do bigger things so really start with some small things and also again i would always encourage them look through your past because you have already been brave so many times it's just that you're looking with the wrong glasses because everything depends on the lenses you use. So if you want to look at your failures, by the way, I don't believe that failures exist, that's what you're going to see. And if I ask you to to see where did you succeed, where did you take a step, even though you weren't particularly sure. And it can be anything. It can be sending an email. It can be, I don't know, making a purchase, whatever. There are many situations in which they have already showed some some courage. It's just that they don't see it. That's good.
0: That's good. Like you said, we have so many more resources on the inside of us encouraged that we just have to remember and tap back into. Yeah.
1: For example, sorry. That's one okay. thing that always shocks me is single mothers and who don't see how amazing they are. And they come to me feel like so afraid and I'm like, "Do you realize what you're doing in your life? Like you're you're raising a child on your own and I have no idea what that entails." And all these things are transferable. So, you know, don't don't think that how you are at home with your child is close in itself. That resilience, discipline, courage, love, you know, you can move it in all the other parts of your life. So really take stock of, of what you are and what you do. Look at yourself changing the glasses. Look at, you know, what you've done and what you're already good at.
0: And that's good. Even a woman who is in her second act, who's thinking about what I can do next, but dismissing all of the things that she'd done the last 40 some years. Yeah. It's so right. Take stock, take inventory of, of those skills and abilities and gifts. That's very good.
1: Yeah. And women in their 40s sometimes tend to think, oh, it's too late to make some changes. And I'm like, It's not too late. You have so much experience. So you're not starting like a 20-year-old. You've been through so much. And again, all this is transferable. So look at your age as an asset rather than an an impairment.
0: That's for sure. It's definitely an asset at this point. So tell us what we can find in your book um, and then also uh, where we can purchase it and find you on all your social media platforms. Mm-hmm.
1: So my book is available only on Amazon at the moment. It's out, uh, so it's called Universe I Trust You. And it's, it's out also in Italian because it initially came out in Italian. And by the way, this book won a, an award in the um, uh, self-discovery and travel journal category. And it was shown on the NASDAQ billboard in Times Square on the 20th of of June. So I went to New York. Yeah, that was an amazing Carrie Bradshaw moment for me. Um, (laughs) And they can connect with me on my social medias. Uh, I'm always Roberta Mussato and I'm more active on Instagram than on Facebook. And then there's also my website, www.robertamusato.com where they can subscribe to a newsletter. And also um, see some free videos where I go into detail in some of the concepts that come up in the book. Because the book presents itself as a traveling journal, but in fact, there is spirituality, there is coaching, there is a lot of my reflections. You know, I was already doing my spiritual journey. And so it's really a book that I dedicated to all women who feel stuck, by the way, because that's how I felt when I was, when I left and and so in these videos, I talk about abundance, about expectations, about fear of judgment, which is mm-hmm. a big fear stopping people. And one that I had to, to really think of because when you publish your traveling journal and you know that your parents are going to read it, <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, and your whole village, because I come from a small village of 2000 inhabitants and like 70% of, of the population read my read my journal and what I went through. Uh, so you need to really think, how do I relate to this fear of judgment? So, so, mm-hmm. you know, so these are free videos that can be downloaded from my website.
0: Oh, perfect. So we'll include those links in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Roberta, for
1: joining us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: For sure. So thank you, everyone, for listening. I know you found this information valuable. And make sure to, to tune in to our next episode next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Soul Sister Movement podcast. Be sure to visit soulsistermovement.com to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Did you love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe and review our podcast.